Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. See you, senor. Got to check. Michael, you're here. I'm here. Katie, you're here. Hanson, are you here? You're in a different room. You're here? I've spoken to him repeatedly. I believe he is here. Joe's here. Clearly. So none of us are the Californian that won the billion dollars. Ah. I have, can only assume. Yeah, I hadn't heard about that. Uh, somebody in California won one ticket. $1.1 billion. Darn. So apparently it was none of us because we're all here. Anyway, back to you. A dimly lit room, and we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Ziegler and Shapley, America's hottest new folk rock duo. No, they were actually the IRS whistleblowers testifying in front of Congress, and it was devastating. Unless you read the New York Times, who literally covered everything that happened in the world, including... Spanish nationalism, leak-proof underpants, and a golden retriever reunion. But didn't mention the hearing in Congress. Tell me more about these leak-proof underpants. (laughs) I thought you might be interested. (laughs) That's what I would buy if I won the billion dollars. Man, I scrolled and scrolled and scrolled past recipes and and, uh, cooking hacks and... Just, you know, sports trivia. New York Times didn't notice that hearing occurred. I don't know if I can start on that, because once I start, I can't stop. Okay, I think. I'm let's really, move along. I'm really, really 
In California, if you win the lottery, you have to put your name out there, which makes it a little different. Because if I won the billion dollars and didn't have to put my name out there, ain't nobody going to (laughs) know. Nobody's going to know, including my kids, that I have a billion dollars. I was thinking last night, and I'm sure they figured this out. First of all, I think that's an obscene law. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's just so they can publicize you looking all happy with your giant novelty check. Um, I, I would form an LLC. I would take my time. Like Hunter Biden, say, one of your many LLCs. Exactly. And the money would flow through it inexplicably <laughs> to all my relatives. Uh, and, and I would say, yeah, uh, I'm freaking rich. LLC has won the lottery. Uh, you know, and I guess you have to list the principles of a company. But, yeah, I don't, I don't get that. That, that w- would ruin your life. I don't see, well, there's been a bunch of different documentaries done about lottery winners, and it does ruin a lot of people's lives. And I was watching the Man on the Street interviews yesterday. First of all, I love the uh, all y'all who waited for hours to buy your ticket outside of a convenience store that has sold a winning ticket in the past. You are as uh, superstitious as someone in the year 1100. I mean, you're mm-hmm. as, or, or as dumb as a rock. <laughs> or you have more time than I do. Spent hours waiting in line because that convenience store sold a winning ticket once in the past. I mean, you cannot. Can you get more more uh, distanced from reality? <laughs> well, you're incapable of rational thought. Can you so please more? don't yes. vote unless you vote precisely the way we tell you to. <laughs> right. Well, Can you get more untethered from rationality than that? But anyway... Um, I saw a man on the street interviews with those people. Now, now that is a sample size of people who have demonstrated their stupidity by Whoa. waiting in line <laughs> at the convenience store that previously sold a winning ticket. But anyway, first thing I'd do is I'd set up my kids for life. And I thought, man, there's a guaranteed recipe for your kids being out of control and miserable. <laughs> I mean, just right off the bat. Unless you set them up for life and they don't know it. But uh, anyway, you know, do what you want with your money. Yeah, you know that expression, lead, follow, or get out of the way? You should follow. <laughs> or get out of the way. Up to you. <laughs> oh, my you know, God. I, I would just, I've always thought I would go to extraordinary lengths to keep it secret. Heck, yeah. I mean, nobody would know but my wife. Uh, and, you know, occasionally somebody might say, Joe, can't help but notice you. You, you got a 200-foot yacht. <laughs> uh, you know, there would be clues. I got a good price on it. Yeah, exactly. A buddy of mine was in financial trouble. I gave him ten grand. Ten grand? It's an ocean liner. So I was, talk- was, I was, I was talking to uh, somebody about this yesterday. You know, people always get into the what would you do conversation about these, and I would give all my friends, uh, you know, a million dollars or whatever. Okay, it sounds simple, but with your list of friends, somebody gets left off that list of friends. Where do you cut it off? And that person is miserable, or are they all getting the same amount. You, so the person that's number fifteen on your list of friends isn't going to say. Wait a second, I, your, your, number, your number one friend isn't going to say, I got the same amount of money as old, what's their name that was your roommate 30 years ago that you talked to every five years? You play golf with that guy like once every six weeks. <laughs> we share the secrets of our souls. A million dollars to hell with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? Come back. <laughs> There's a uh, song in the, I guess it was the 80s, entitled Money Changes Everything. That is true. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna quit my job and I'm gonna fish every day or golf every day or whatever with your friends. Unless your friends quit their jobs, who are you doing with this? With or are you gonna pay them to quit their jobs? Or you know, I don't know how that works. Or are you staying, yeah. start hanging out with other people that are new to you? I guess I don't know. 
And then the keeping the marriage together. That's one of the first things that's very difficult in a lot of these big lottery winners. Is people start deciding, you know, I think I could do better than this. Which reminds me of my favorite lottery joke. Guy comes home, says to his wife, what would you do if I told you we won the lottery? She says, I'd take my half and leave. He says, great, here's six bucks, go. Oh, geez. You'll see, he only won $12, but he duped her into thinking. Oh, you figured it out. That's horrible. It's <laughs> a horrible joke. That's an unhappy marriage, and those two need counseling or perhaps new partners. You know what? We should start the show officially because the opening clip is going to take us where we need to go. That's some discipline. I appreciate that. And uh, and get the conversation started, I think. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Thursday, July 20th, the year 2023. We're taking up arms against a sea of troubles. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Mr. Chairman, let's gavel the committee meeting into session at Mark. Between 2014 and 2019, this brings the total amount of foreign income streams received to approximately... $17 million, correct? That is correct. Yeah, speaking of winning the lottery and buying boats, that would be Hunter Biden's income stream. Or the Biden family's income stream as the money went into LLCs and then got spread around to all kinds of different people. It's That's simple. Right. They love each other. Um, <laughs> and a lot of it, by the way, earned when he was a drug addict. So... A, an intellect so surpassing, so stunning, abilities so superhuman. Even while addled by drug addiction, he was pulling in millions of dollars a year from foreign entities. $17 million, and there's a belief that that number is going to go way up from there with more uh, testimony. And he was part of a special government program where taxes were optional. And here's, filling out your returns accurately. Again, optional. Here's why I almost am uh, dreading talking about this. Because I, I'm, 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 I, I feel like I could go crazy. I was, wa- hmm. I, was, I was watching and listening to this thing yesterday, and I was, just, I was just practically mouth open. I was just like, oh, my God. I thought, this is something living through some serious history here. I thought this was Watergate-level stuff. I mean, I thought it was just compelling Easy to understand, you know, of the highest level of importance, and it got no coverage. And I mean no coverage. Barely any. I watched the ABC Evening News, not a word about it. I watched Jake, How interesting. I watched Jake Tapper on CNN. He does two hours every single day. In his tease for all the stories he's going to cover, he didn't mention it. Then in one of the hours, way into the hours, they gave it like 90 seconds. I thought, and it's just the 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 disconnect between the way it hit me and the way it's getting covered. Like you said, the New York Times, all the things they covered. Other than mm-hmm. that, and just ah, I, and then and then so when it did get covered on some of the cable news channels, like I watched MSNBC this morning, it was uh, the right wing Republicans, MAGA Republicans, take another swing at Hunter Biden, and they played a clip of KJP in the briefing room yesterday saying the president will not be distracted by these stunt hearings that the Republicans continue to hold. And I thought, oh, my God, I just I don't even know what to do. I don't even know how to operate in this current environment. I don't what 
Uh, well, for what it's worth, CBS News did a solid two minutes in the middle of their half hour. Catherine Herridge, the old friend of the Armstrong and Getty show, was a, it was a good, solid report. And they had plenty of Democrats say. Uh, and NBC did a decent maybe 90 seconds, again, in the middle of their half hour. So it did hit the air for those two networks. Which is encouraging. In the, the middle the, of the broadcast. Well, yeah. well, that's what, but still, that gets to the disconnect to me where I was like, I mean, I could not believe what I was hearing. <laughs> Particularly yeah. that second whistleblower who we hadn't heard from before laying it out there. He's one of only, what do you say, 12 guys at that level of dealing with big time international money coming in, tax fraud stuff. I mean, he's one of the top people and just laying it out on how. He's never been stymied like this before. There's no explanation for why they weren't allowed to chase this thread and this thread and this thread. And I thought, oh, wow, this is so huge. No, apparently it's not huge. Yeah, exactly. So you have a couple of apolitical or in the case of Mr. Ziegler, a gay Democrat um, with the sort of case that makes careers massive tax cheating and tax fraud. And we're told, stand down. Don't look over here. You're not interested in that evidence as the Department of Justice obstructed justice. And the New York Times, for instance, is utterly uh, uninterested in the story. Again, it's it's uh, shocking yet unsurprising. Well, what's your explanation for that? I mean, is it just... Overt a... bias? Political bias? I mean, do they honestly not think that's a big deal? Am I that out of whack on what's a big deal and what's not? I think there may be significant forces within the New York Times, and I'm flipping through the Washington Post, too, that actually believe, because they're desperate to believe, the leftiest spin that they hear. If KJP says, yes, this is a stunt going after Hunter Biden again, Hunter Biden, <laughs> and they actually believe that. Otherwise, I mean, it's it's uh, journalistic malpractice it's, of the highest it's order. Break, it's inexcusable. It's breaking my brain. It's breaking my brain. I don't know how to take in the world anymore or something. Anyway, we've got These clips people are, 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 are overtly p- political biased hacks. Well, I got to say, even except it, <laughs> even on my favorite news show, Brett Bear on Fox, they gave it a couple of minutes and I thought they would dominate the, the broadcast. Yeah, it was up front, but it was, uh, I think, maybe th- what did I text to you? Three minutes uh, at the beginning, Max. Anyway, we'll play some highlights from it, which I think are damned compelling coming up a little bit later in some analysis. How does mailbag look? Wow. The Washington Post finally gets to it, and the headline is Marjorie Taylor Greene's explicit visuals at Hunter Biden hearing draw rebuke. There you go. That's the headline, right? You liars. All right, let's begin the show. Oh, we did that already. What? How's mailbag? Is that what you said? <laughs> that is oh, what it's I fine. said. It's good. It's okay. Yeah. It's fine. It'll, it'll do. It'll I don't know. What, what the hell? You'll find out when we do it. <laughs> So that's on the way and a bunch of other stuff. Great article in political about how they're adjusting for Biden's age in the White House. I'll bet you haven't heard this. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The person with the winning ticket, one winning ticket for over a billion dollars. I wonder how long it took them to get to sleep last night if they did it all. I wonder how long it takes you to calm down to where you can even just, like, sit down and think straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be a shock, no oh, doubt. I think it would be days before you could just, like, finally get your act. Okay, okay, what are we going to do here? <laughs> Well, and it again, I hate to be demeaning, but it kind of depends on how smart or stupid you are. I mean, if you just think, I'm rich, I'm rich, I can buy anything I want, I'm rich, I'm rich, you'll be excited for a while. If you start to think about how it's going to change relationships and the legalities and and the rest of it, it could be a little tougher, but... I will not uh, be dealing with that problem, so good luck, whoever you are. Or so you claim. You may have and been the winner. R- and remember, if you are the lottery winner, it is customary to tip your favorite radio show 1% of your winnings. <laughs> Very modest figure. Here's right. your freedom-loving quote of the day. We're like that this, little thing. Whenever yeah. you buy anything now and you got to press on the keypad, does your, oh, yeah. is your tip 15%, 20%, or 25%? Or a special amount, which makes you hit a couple more buttons right in front of you, the person. You rang me up for the dog food. Why would I tip you 20% for that? Wow. 
Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day, and this is why it's so important to look back on COVID policy, for instance, schools closing, uh, vaccine mandates, the rest of it. Uh, F.A. Hayek said, We shall not grow wiser before we learn that much that we have done was very foolish. You have to recognize and acknowledge your mistakes if you wish to become wiser. I find that one painful. True, but painful. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. Mailbag. You can drop us a note, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Got a, a fabulous note from Scott who says, uh, you might remember me from some of my greatest hits like Equaintances. We were asking, what do you call people who are not really your friends, but your friends online? Uh, I used to look at the sun. I don't remember that. And the ever popular stupid should hurt. Yeah, it, it could be Scott actually coined the phrase stupid should hurt many, many years ago. Wow. Uh, well, I finally did it. Retired, packed up the family, and moved to Hog Nipple, Tennessee. Actually, another town near Chattanooga. Attaching pick from the front porch where I watch the squirrels cavort over my cup of coffee, etc. I know we don't have uh, big city conveniences, but we also don't have rampant crime, homelessness, and runaway communist state government. He moved from California. Uh, at any rate, uh, thank you so much for the note. He says, if you ever want to stop by for some possum stew, just holler. <laughs> And Scott has always signed off his emails through the years. Do we now live in a country where working hard for money doesn't entitle you to it, but wanting it does? Right. Let's see. Moving along. Uh, Richard San Jose writes, gentlemen, the question you asked about the difference between the Phoenix heat wave in 1975 and the current one is that the experts in 1975 were predicting the coming ice age due to global cooling. Remember, fear equals funding. That's a good little uh, phrase there, Hmm? Richard. Well said. Art in Altamont Springs, uh, Florida, says, Jack, Joe, here's a question I haven't heard yet. If all we will need in the future is AI to accomplish whatever I need to do, then why do I need to learn anything except how to learn to use AI? It's a good point. That is a good point. I don't, Don't tell my kids that one. If you're in engineering school, learn how to use AI. If you want to study English literature, learn how to use AI. You're a carpenter, architect, baker. Or uh, half the workforce is not going to work anymore, and AI will create an economy where they're paid to stay home or something. That might be the future. A couple of people said a similar uh, thing is uh, Mike B. The guy who defected in North Korea, why do we want him back? He made the choice in order to be uh, avoid being punished. He's a private. He can't give him anything of value. Leave him be. Yeah. It was his choice. Uh, a little from the Hunter Biden hearings coming up. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Do you solemnly swear? The special agent Joseph Ziegler is a 13-year veteran of the IRS, a registered Democrat, and until now, a confidential whistleblower. I do. Today, he publicly testified about his role investigating the president's son, Hunter, for tax crimes. I'm the main case agent. I worked 95% of this tax investigation. In an exclusive interview with CBS News, Ziegler told us he believed the evidence he gathered during the five-year probe supported multiple felony and misdemeanor counts, including allegations Hunter Biden wrote off personal expenses as business payments. Hotels he was blacklisted from, payments that were made to escorts, payments that are made to no-show employees. Okay, that's CBS News and good on them for covering it. ABC News, for instance, didn't have a word about it, unless I missed it somehow, and I I watched the whole cast. Maybe I blanked out. Um, Again, just to make it clear, because much of the media either accidentally or on purpose is doing this, and a lot of you texters keep saying this, who cares about Hunter Biden? I don't care about Hunter Biden. He's a, a scumbag loser. Um, I hope he gets his act together someday. But a crazy rich one. <laughs> kid's sake. But the problem, what the guy was just laying out here is, okay, he's a tax cheat. Tax cheats get prosecuted. Every other check, tax cheat that these high-level IRS, IRS experts have looked at in their lives have ended up in jail. This guy didn't. Why? That's the story. And, well, I would say that's half the story. The other half of the story is his spectacular levels of income, which we'll be getting into, from foreign entities flowed into a bunch of uh, shell companies run by the Biden family. Millions of dollars 
from overseas sources flowing to the Biden family without any good explanation. And then the taxes on them being evaded and the Justice Department saying, yeah, don't investigate that. Settle down. Yes, I know uh, uh, felonies are supported, but forget about it. That's the story. So this uh, whistleblower you're about to hear from, nobody had ever seen or heard his name until yesterday. And uh, he was a very well-spoken guy, obviously a sharp guy. You'd have to be super smart to do a job like that. Well, I'd be the wrong guy for that kind of job. you got to be so... I heard he's an ultra-mega Republican, Jack. That's not exactly his deal. But anyway, here's a little sampling of what he sounded like yesterday. And coming forward, I believe I'm risking my career, my reputation, and my casework outside of the investigation we are here to discuss. I ultimately made the decision to come forward after what I believe were multiple attempts at blowing the whistle in the Internal Revenue Service, at the Internal Revenue Service. No one should be above the law, regardless of your political affiliation. I've recently discovered that people are saying that I must be more credible because I'm a Democrat who happens to be married to a man. I'm no more credible than this man sitting next to me due to my, actual, due to my sexual orientation or my political beliefs. The truth is, my credibility comes today from my job experience with the IRS and my intimate knowledge of the agency's standard and procedures. I was raised and have always strived to do what is right. Although I do have my supporters, others have said that I am a traitor to the Democratic Party and that I am causing more division in our society. I implore you to consider that if you were in my position with the facts as I have stated them, ask yourself if you would be doing the exact same thing. I don't live in the D.C. area. I had to fly here and have had to pay out of pocket for all my travel-related expenses in being a whistleblower. On that note, I would like to make another statement that I have not accepted a single payment from anyone for being a whistleblower. Him, like the other guy sitting next to him, Shapley, sound completely normal, believable, not uh, not crazy, not partisans. I mean, compared to like uh, that, that nut job woman. <laughs> Who, who was questioned about uh, Kavanaugh and the sex thing from 40 oh, years ago? My I mean, gosh. You know, <laughs> I mean, these people sound sane, um, non political, I mean, just unimpeachable. Speaking of um, that sort of thing, I thought Gary Shapley, the other whistleblower, was quite eloquent uh, at, at several points, but. Uh, clip 40, Michael, in which he is also addressing the idea of who they are and or the question of who they are and why they're there. Unfortunately, the way this has already been handled by some members and the media has done immeasurable damage to future would-be whistleblowers. I have been attacked as incompetent and falsely accused of being a liar, a leaker, or both. All by people who know nothing about me or the facts of this case. Some question if I should even be called a whistleblower suggesting that my disclosures are not legally protected merely because they don't like what I'm saying. We've seen this shoe on the other foot before, and some Republicans have made the same error, so there's plenty of blame for both sides. The cycle of villainizing or canonizing government employees who report what they believe is wrongdoing has to stop. Yeah, your lips to God's ears. Yeah, good luck with that, my friend, but yeah, yep. So into the substance of the thing, and again, saying this uh, this stunt going after Hunter Biden is like pretending that the Watergate story was about the break-in, was about a simple burglary of an office, when it was about much, much more. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, da, da. Well, here's the basics. The, let's start with 34, Michael. In early August of 2022, 
Federal prosecutors from the Department of Justice Tax Division drafted a 99-page memorandum. In, in so, they were recommending for approval felony and misdemeanor charges for the 2017, 18, and 19 tax years. That did not happen here, and I am not sure why. And then what sort of crimes are we talking about? Next clip. Hunter Biden allegedly falsely claimed business deductions for, Shat, for payments made to the Chateau Marmont, a hotel room for his supposed drug dealer, sex club memberships, falsely referenced on the wire as a golf membership, hotels he was blacklisted from, and a Columbia University tuition payment for his adult daughter. All of these items were used to support willfulness, the willfulness element for felony tax evasion. These false deductions claimed by Hunter Biden caused a false return to be prepared that underreported his total income by approximately $267,000 and a loss to the U.S. Treasury of $106,000. But he's paid his taxes back, so why is this a story? Was uh, some of the question. Yeah, as they made clear, you can't evade taxes, lie on your tax returns, and then when get caught, pay it back and say, no crime here, no crime. That's not the way it works. By the way, we also know that he did not pay the taxes back. Some Hollywood mogul paid them back for some reason with a loan. He's a (laughs) big-time Democratic fundraiser. Whatever's going on there. Yeah, uh, clip 36, Michael. Second, with respect to the 2014 tax year, Hunter Biden did not report any of the money he earned from Burisma for the 2014 tax year, which would have, lo- which would have been a tax loss to the government of $124,000. According to my previous testimony, Hunter Biden did not report this income to the IRS or pay tax on this source of income. There is nothing that I see in the public documents as to the Department of Justice's action against Hunter Biden that inter- indicate that Hunter Biden will be required to pay tax on this Burisma income from 2014 or amend his 2014 tax return. You know, one of the things I got from listening to these IRS guys, because it looks like we were at a costume store the other day and we were looking at the masks, and what's the scariest mask up there? And I was talking to the clerk. I said, do you have an IRS agent? Ha, 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 because that's what's scary to me. Um, uh, But I liked hearing from these IRS agents that uh, you, it sounds like you really have to go a long way to get yourself into jail. I mean, you have to not only not pay your taxes, you have to knowingly not pay your taxes. Then when you're alerted to it, try to hide the fact and do a, do a whole bunch of things before you get yourself in trouble. I mean, you're given opportunities to fix it before you get thrown in jail. And Hunter did all those things. Didn't pay you know, lied, was given a chance to make it right, lied again, you know, just kept doubling down on it. Right. And so, again, that's the point. Anybody else doing that would have ended up in jail, and he didn't. Why? Well, the why is somehow mm, either ordered by the president or just knowing it would be a good idea to cover for the president, the Justice Department didn't pursue Hunter Biden the way you pursue normal people. And the, that alone is a serious problem, the obstruction of justice by the executive branch. Uh, but the well, and I, I want to hear a couple more clips because I'm, I don't remember precisely what's in them. It's a, it was a long hearing, but I do want to make one final point before we take a break. Give us 37, Michael. In early August of 2022, the assigned prosecutors, all four attorneys, agreed to recommend felony and misdemeanor charges for the 2017, 18, and 19 tax years, insofar as the Department of Justice Tax Division attorney sent an email 
about the process of bringing charges to include felony and misdemeanor tax charges in two separate districts, Delaware and Los Angeles. Less than a month later, Gary Shapley and I met with Mr. Weiss. He stated that he agreed with us regarding the 2014 and 2015 tax year misdemeanor and felony charges, but that this could somehow affect the later year misdemeanor and felony charges that he conveyed were stronger. Despite these facts, the plea deal that is, being that is being discussed occurred. To this day, I do not have a reason why that occurred. From my perspective, this might not have been problematic had the investigation been handled in the ordinary course. And that is the key point that I wanted to lead to. The problem with the way the investigation was managed and, and overmanaged, and he gets into that uh, in 38. Fifth, as I had previously testified and is contained in my written testimony, I have outlined for you some instances in which assigned prosecutors did not appear to follow the normal investigative process, slow walk the investigation, and put, put in place unnecessary approvals and roadblocks from effectively and, and efficiently investigating the case. A number of times we were not able to follow the facts. I'm happy to respond to questions concerning these instances. So this ultra-mega gay Republican, ultra-mega gay Republican, um, you can hear in his Who's voice. Who's a Democrat. <laughs> yeah. You can hear in his voice how exasperated he has been for years over this whole thing. Like, we did all the work. This is a clear-cut case of this guy goes to jail. All of our bosses agreed. We had everything lined up. We're ready to go. And then it just didn't happen. Exactly. And what's particularly notable about this, and I, I speak these words without fear of even 1% contradiction, because I have it on excellent authority repeatedly. In an IRS investigation of tax fraud, uh, tax evasion, etc., you need to nail down, you must nail down where the money came from and where it went. And any time Shapley and Ziegler got anywhere close to Joseph R. Biden of Delaware. Anything about the big guy, anything about the maze of LLCs, anything about all the money that flowed to family members, they were told, stand down, don't ask, just stop. And they were astounded and frustrated and angered because they're really, really good at their jobs and they're proud of it. And we're told, you're not doing your job this time. You're going to leave that alone. It's clear obstruction of justice. I also got the sense that they might have a little bit, because they're not rich guys, uh, might have a little bit of the, you know, really hate rich people getting away with not having to follow the rules, which, you know, is perfectly reasonable human emotion to have. <laughs> On that score, we really need to play the clip of where Hunter's money came from and where the money that flowed to the Biden family came from. But we'll, we got to do it on the other side of the break. But yeah. trust me, it's worth waiting. For. I thought I fully understood the amounts we were dealing with, but I did oh, not. Boy. And uh, yeah, it's worth hearing. That's coming up. Armstrong and Getty. Ziegler also told us prosecutors would not sign off on pursuing leads that might involve President Biden. Anytime we potentially wanted to go down the road of 
asking questions related to the president, it was, that's going to take too much approvals. We can't ask those questions. It's a politically sensitive case. Wouldn't it require additional approvals? Yes, I do understand that. But it would be like, well, let's think about it. Let's put that on the back burner. And it would now move down to item number 50. That's the IRS whistleblower saying anytime they went the direction of it might be President Biden, they they, they weren't allowed to go there. And again, good on CBS News for for interviewing him they had Shapley on remember a couple of weeks ago they're taking this story very seriously abc news didn't cover it at all didn't even make the freaking news i'm sorry dollar in the swear jar but that that make that's just crazy that is crazy how is this not newsworthy i suspect katherine harridge pushed to have that I, report bet, included yeah. i'll bet she did yeah, she the son of a that's there's the swear jar. The, there's the swear jar there. Uh, anyway, uh, so that's what the the main significance is all about. Did the DOJ tell the IRS you will not, and the FBI for that matter, tell them you no, know, you won't follow the money in a tax investigation? Which is, I think anybody can understand the problem with that. So speaking of the money that flowed like like the Mississippi River into the Biden family inexplicably, uh, how much and from where? Uh, oh, whoops, uh, 42. How much money did Hunter Biden and his associates receive from the Romanian company you identified? So that amount would be uh, from Romania. So the approximate total transfers from the Romania company would have been $3.1 million to everyone. $3.1 million. How much did Hunter Biden and his business associates receive from State Energy HK Limited through the Robinson Walker LLC? So total transfers from State Energy HK to Rob Walker was $3 million. $3 million. Was there a $100,000 payment from CEFC Infrastructure to Owasco PC, Hunter Biden's professional corporation? Uh, yes, Chairman. Approximately how much was transferred to Hunter Biden and his business associates through Hudson West 3? So the total transfers from Hudson West 3 to everyone was $3.7 million. $3.7 million. How much money did Hunter Biden and his business associates receive from the Ukrainian company Burisma? Uh, Burisma paid to everyone involved $6.5 million. $6.5 million. Burisma also paid Blue Star Strategies and a law firm, hundreds of thousands of dollars, bringing the total Burisma payments to over $7 million. Is, is that correct? That is correct. $7.3 million. $7.3 million. Between 2014 and 2019, this brings the total amount of foreign income streams received to approximately $17 million, correct? That is correct. $17 million flowing into and through the Biden family, but you can't follow the money. Of that $17.3 million, he said Hunter received $8.3 million, while the rest went to immediate family members and associates through all those LLCs. And that's not uh, interesting to most of uh, media outlets in America? That, that, that doesn't seem odd to you, that a crack addict with no experience in any of these businesses was somehow worth $17.3 million dollars and then who do you know who makes a lot of money, who has the paychecks go into LLCs that go to cousins and nephews and wives and dads? I mean, who does that? Right. Right. Um, and I, 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 oh, it just flitted out of my head. Sorry. Um, 
And the fact that none of this was felonious. Oh, I, I remember now that you remember the, the left media, including the New York Times, which is ignoring this story completely, were, were fully turgid. They were so excited and aroused when the Russian collusion hoax investigation finally got somebody uh, uh, tried and convicted. Paul Manafort. You remember what Paul Manafort was tried for? Failure to register as a foreign agent because he was flacking for, uh, you know, some evil Eastern European dictator. It is beyond dispute that Hunter Biden was flacking for Chinese energy companies in Burisma and others. There are there's an email trail saying uh, him saying, hey, listen, the Bidens can deliver what you're looking for better than anybody. But it's never specified what they're looking for. What they're looking for is PR in the United States and political influence. So next week, the uh, same committee is going to talk to Hunter's business partner, Devin Archer. He's going to testify in front of the House Oversight Committee, and they'll be able to try to nail down more of what you know the meetings were like, who was in the meetings, what they were up to. I don't know anything. Does Devin Archer have a reason to flip or be honest? Or I guess we'll find out. Um, one other aspect of this that drove me crazy is it was clear that the IRS believed the laptop was real. They wanted access to the laptop. So the FBI knew the laptop was real. The IRS knew the laptop was real. This was way back when you would get your account canceled on Twitter or Facebook if you claimed the laptop was real. The IRS and the FBI knew it was real. Yeah, if you even linked to an article in the New York Post, they would suspend your account. How nuts is that? That doesn't bother you as an American on either side of the aisle. Not even a little? A hmm. lot on other topics also coming up. If you miss an hour, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.